Hello family, this is in Christ on your word break for today and this week we are taking into perspective the cross of Christ and trying to understand exactly what it means, exactly what it means. The Apostle Paul made an expression where he said that the cross would be of no effect, you know, under certain situation, meaning, meaning that the cross has a certain effect that's what we are looking at so we are trying to understand what the cross represents and we have said that the cross is not just about a wooden structure the cross is not just something that says christ died but the cross encapsulates it it captures the entire redemptive work of christ his suffering his death his resurrection so when we sing of the cross when we speak of the cross when we think about the cross particularly in this week where majority of christendom is celebrating easter when the message of the cross comes up we should think of it as being about christ's redemptive work we have also said that this redemptive work is a redemption from sin it is in the cross that our sin is taken away bible says that christ nailed our sin to the cross but there's something I want us to remember. You know, in the scripture, Romans chapter 6, verse 6, which we referred to in the previous episode, this is what the Apostle Paul said that knowing this, that our old man was crucified, that the body of sin might be destroyed. He described sin not in the perspective of the activity or the action of sin, but he said the body of sin, referring to sin as a nature. Of course, sin is first in nature before it manifests as activity. So in Christ, that body, that nature of sin is what has been done away with, what has been destroyed, what has been taken away. But the reason why we are describing sin as a nature, as a body of sin, is because when man is without Christ, that is the state he is in. The man that has not received the life of Christ is in that state. It's in a state where he's described as dead. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 1 says, and he was talking to the Ephesians, reminding them of what Christ had done for him. This is what he said. And you, he, referring to God, he made alive who were dead in trespasses and sins. So he calls these people as previously being dead. They were in a state where they were dead. Not that they were not breathing and walking. Not that they were physically lifeless. No, but the fact that they did not have the life of God in them. They were in a state where they were dead. And one of those things that mark a state where you are dead is sin. That's why it's a nature of sin as long as you are in that state where you do not have the life of christ as long as you are in that state where you have not encountered the life of christ you are considered dead and i'm saying one of the things there is sin which means that when christ redeemed us and gave us the life of god the sin was taken away the body of sin was taken away the nature of sin was taken away you know i've said all of these things to explain that it's not only sin that the redemptive work delivered us from. In the prophecy of Isaiah, Isaiah chapter 53, he mentions other things. Sin definitely is one of the things that come with the state of being dead. But there are other things that are as a result of being dead, as a result of the alienation of the life of God. 
in in isaiah chapter 53 if you read verse 4 he says surely he has borne our griefs other versions will say our, our infirmities surely that's christ he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows yet we esteemed him stricken smitten by god and afflicted verse 5 but he was wounded for our transgressions he was bruised for our iniquities the chastisement that brought up our peace was upon him and by his stripes we were healed we see a number of things mentioned things that christ bore on the cross for us in other words things that his redemptive work has taken away for us things that the cross of christ has dealt with for us so he mentions infirmities and griefs he mentions sorrows he mentions transgressions he mentions iniquities he mentions chastisement or punishment and he mentions sicknesses so we see that not only are sins taken away not only is the nature of sin taken away not only does christ spiritually deal with sin for us on the cross but he also deals with grief for us he also deals with sickness for us he also deals with infirmities for us he also deals with shame and chastisement for us the point I'm making here is that being dead, you know, being being fallen away from the glory of God, not only is connected to sin, but it's connected to a lot of things. Indeed, sickness and sorrow and pain and all these things are in this world, are still in this world because the world is a falling world. When Adam fell, he fell as the fountainhead of all creation so all creation fell with him so the world is a falling world all right in the new jerusalem when christ comes that is where we would have bible says that there shall be no sorrow there shall be no night that is that perfect world where the child would play in the hole of a cobra you know that is where the lamb and the lion will lie together but whilst on this falling world there is sickness in this world because the world is falling there is shame there is pain there is sorrow in this world because the world is falling but in the cross of christ christ deals with these things for the believer the cross of christ which is representative of the redemptive work of christ christ redeems the believer of course of sin we have seen that but he also you know delivers us from the power of shame from the power of sickness from the power of punishment from the power of sorrow from the power of pain isaiah prophesies that these are all the things that upon that cross christ bore for you and i what this means is that even though we live in a falling world where we are constantly in contact with with the death the fallingness of this world we have access we have access to all these things we have access to joy we have access to joy that's why the bible says that though sorrow may last for a night joy comes in the morning it says that in 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 his presence in god's presence there is fullness of joy we have access to joy we have access to healing by his stripes we are healed by his stripes we are healed we can lay access to the divine healing that is in god we have access to favor and glory that takes away any kind of shame we have access to power that takes away any kind of pain you see when we think of the cross and we think of the fact that this is what christ has done for us it must change our confession it must change our faith 
when we are faced with certain kinds of challenges in sickness in, in in shame in pain in sorrow we should not see it as though we are helpless we should not see it as though our end has come we should remember what christ has borne for us spiritually and by faith lay access to these things you know the songwriter said blessed assurance jesus is mine oh what a foretaste of glory divine oh what a foretaste of glory divine this redemptive work of christ even while we are here on this earth gives us a foretaste of this glory divine where sickness is taken away of taken away where disease is taken away where sorrow is taken away where pain and shame are also taken away we have been redeemed and that is what the cross of christ represents god bless you